Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney is getting closer to making a deal to purchase most of 20th Century Fox's film assets. Disney is also making an offer to its union cast members in hopes of avoiding a strike. And contributor Ryan Teets is going to be with us in a little while to talk about the latest rumors surrounding all things Disney. And a little later on, Steve Porter is going to talk to us about his most recent article on seven ways to become a really crappy guest at Disney World. I don't think that was the name of it, but I didn't write everything out in my script, so I'm guessing it was something along those lines. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 968, for the week of December 5th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Ms. Teresa Eccles. Hey. Charles Boda. Hello. Steve Porter. Hello. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. And back in the production nook, our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. And our associate producer, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. So welcome to the show, everyone. Hope you are having a good week. Is everybody getting ready for the festivities, the Christmas festivities? Yes, sir. Who has their Christmas shopping done? Ah! Really? Yes. you ask. <laughs> I am. I... I uh, I, I can I, I, I can declare a, a an end to major Christmas combat operations here in in my. Was home. it all online? Um, I'll say the vast majority of mm-hmm. it was. Um, this is I, I just want to say this is the first. I promised myself last year because I do the same thing every year, where it's like five days before Christmas and I am racing to get stuff. Oh, and I said, I'm get... not doing it. So I started like three weeks ago. Wow. Now, wow. do you just get stuff or are you like thinking about it? Oh, I'm always thinking about it, but I have a good idea of what I want to get, but I also remain open to, oh, you know what? That's a good idea. So, um, It's all wrapped? Uh, I'd say about, no, not all of it. I'd say about 20% of it's wrapped. Do you do your unwrapping? Um, um, my roommate, Michael, has been helping uh, with that. Um, this is like the best interview ever. <laughs> you know, so um, I, I, I I look, you know, when I wrap a present, it doesn't look like an adult wrapped the present. Mm. So I'm Do you coordinate the it. papers or do you? Oh, for the love of God, does this really need to go on? <laughs> I just wondered. Some um, people do. Some people So anyway, so yeah, I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> And uh, really, we can do a Christmas a, a Christmas wrapping interview after this. Okay. Um, but really proud that I've got most of it, most of it done. Wow! And before before my birthday, which has never happened wow. before, which is tomorrow, by the way, I will to be to remind us all. To remind us all. Well, the only reason I'm really bringing it up is because on my personal Facebook page, um, I I realize you know you can do a thing where for you for your birthday you can have people donate mm. to a cause. So I put something up for Give Kids the World. So if you want to give me a birthday present. That would be a great one. So head out to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash, I I guess it's Pete Werner. Um, You'll find me. Um, And, uh, yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. I just happened to come up, like, a few weeks ago. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. That would be fun. 
So, <clears throat> yeah. Nice. And it's also Walt Disney's birthday today. Yeah. He'd be like 704 or something. 116. 116. Well, you know, good thing he's frozen under the castle. Um, he, he doesn't look a day older than 110. <laughs> oh, the man with the tie makes a joke. What? What? Uh, what? She does he, does he always wear a tie? She, no. Is this the first time I noticed it? No, I'm, I'm sorry. No, like a lot of times I, when he's out doing stuff... He's got a tie-on. Every dining show, a lot of times when I'm doing the fix, if you cared about me, you would know these things. But you just care about being mean to me. What That's was your old. name again? <laughs> this is why we don't hang out. No. This is why you don't have friends, Teresa. Okay. It looks good. Like, it's, it looks it's great. A, it's a look. Should I lose, Loosen a little bit. Yeah, there make it look like you've been working. To the Clooney. Okay. There you go. There, go. Yeah. Clooney. Right. there was a little Alex P. Keaton there for a while. I didn't care for that. <laughs> I'm okay with Clint either. So you're dating radio. yourself. Oh, it's going to be it, it, it's going to be short attention span theater today, isn't it? Oh, I got um, a special rapid fire in addition to the one I sent you, Craig. Oh, well, wow, we can all wait with bated breath for that. <laughs> um, all right, just want to remind everyone as well uh, that next week will be our final show uh, for the Diz Unplugged for 2017. Uh, we'll be coming back um, uh, January 2nd with. Uh, our next round of shows, we all, all the shows go on hiatus uh, the last, or, you know, next week. We are going to be putting up um, uh, the Disney Dining Show episodes and Best and Worst of Walt Disney World episodes throughout the year, so you'll still get those. But as far as our, you know, this show, the Universal Show, the Disneyland Show, they all wrap up for the year next week, returning the week of January 2nd. So, and it's, you know... It's like, I love doing the show, but it's really nice to have that break mm-hmm. for a few weeks and, you know, kind of take off. And But also got a lot of travel planned. Do you? Yeah, for uh, for next year. Like nice. The, the, travel, the travel calendar is starting to get full, so I'm excited about that. Nice. So, anything else in rapid, uh, rapid fire? Okay. You threw me off. Sorry. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. Anything else in uh, housekeeping? housekeeping? Yeah, I actually have one. Uh we, of course, connecting with Walt's going to be back in January, and one of the things that we uh, are looking forward to doing is actually a question and answer episode. Uh, so we started a, kind of a thread a little bit on Facebook, uh, on the Diz Unplugged page, so facebook.com slash Diz Unplugged, where you can ask us questions about uh, the history of the theme parks, Walt Disney, everything we cover on the show. Uh, right now, there's been a lot of people just saying, you should talk about this. Those are those are topic suggestions, not really questions. So we need actual questions to answer. So if anyone does have any, then uh, we will absolutely add them to the list of things we will uh things we will answer on that episode but yeah so thank you all for the topic suggestions we will keep them in mind but we need questions okay cool there's one thing i just want to mention just because i had dinner there last night um up at the california grill um i i just gotta say i wasn't there we weren't doing a disney dining show or anything i was just there on a date and i i gotta say uh it was I've I've always had good meals. The California Grill always rates very highly. For whatever reason, last night's meal was absolutely out of this world. Absolutely phenomenal. The best I've had there in a long time, and that's saying something, because like I said, I always think it's good. So um, I have a feeling, because I know there's a new chef that came, the guy that came from Gico, 
take over. He brought back the tamarind barbecue sauce for the uh, for the Oak World fillet, which was beyond. And the pumpkin soup was just oh my god, there aren't words. Um, but if if this is where this restaurant is now, if it was already good and now it's gone up a level, you think re- reservations have been hard to get up to this point? They're going to get harder. Um, because if if this is what I think it is, which it feels like there's been this systemic change in the kitchen. Um, so just a heads up, if California Grill is important to you, I would strongly recommend using uh, every uh, booking it at the earliest possible moment. I was very lucky that I happened into that reservation like a day before. It's like one of those things that every so often, you know, I'll go in. I want to go have dinner on property and I'll. Do a check, see what's available. And Didn't they get a new chef recently? Is oh, thanks for listening. I just got done saying that. It maybe if you weren't like reading whatever it is you're reading on your phone. Oh, I was getting ready for my rabbit fire. I'm sorry. Well, we're a little ways away from that. I love. know. I just I'm sitting right beside you. I'm nervous. What I, I really I'm going to start be prepared. I'm going to start crushing the Ritalin up in the candy corn okay. or the or the caramel corn that you bring. Yeah, look. This is what she shows up with, okay? I have not um, had one bite. And then there's yet. like a, the, 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 the never-ending the never-ending uh, purse of chocolate that's at my feet right now and it ain't mine. I moved it over here. Just to be safe. Just to be safe for later. Well, she wants to protect the stash. Had to protect. You know, addicts usually protect the supply. I try. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm telling you, California, you need to really what? Focus. I'm trying. Um California Grill just it was an amazing last night, um, and I have a feeling that it's gonna uh, word of mouth is gonna go that the food is even better than it has been. So just wanted to throw that out there. So what? Nothing. What? Is there a problem? No. no. Unrelated. Oh, okay. Um, anything else? Anything else for housekeeping? Going Happy once? birthday. <laughs> Too late for that, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Too early. Um, if you're a Patreon supporter, you can check that out. There was a bunch of stuff posted. Check his uh, his mic level, Craig. He needs nope. to talk into Sorry. Um, <clears throat> post over the... Whatever. You guys heard half of what I said, so that's fine. No, go ahead. Just go over to the Patreon website and check out the stuff that's on there. He's like he seems, glowing. He seems sad today. Just tell people what you're talking about. Some people may not have any idea what the words coming out of your mouth mean. If you are a Patreon supporter or you would like to be And what is Patreon? Patreon, so Patreon is a uh, site that helps uh, creative people like ourselves in this podcast um, maintain its fees and keep it running and are uh, part of the reason why we're able to offer you so much good stuff at uh, for a lot of you for free. So if you feel like you want to donate once a month or continually or a dollar here or whatever like you can and you'll get some exclusive content that other people aren't getting you'll get early access to some vlogs um stuff like that you can check it out at um patreon.com slash dis unplugged crowdfunding site would be the correct term that somebody just corrected me on i couldn't think of that thank you um so you can check that out um i did post a bunch of stuff for all the various tiers over the last couple of days um so i just wanted to draw people's attention to it because i know it's uh the holidays and we forget and whatever but you know I know people like that little stuff, so I just wanted to remind people it's still out there, and it'll still be posting over the break for for you guys there too. Sorry. Excellent, thank you, Rhino. Anything else? All right, we're gonna uh, move on to the news. Uh, the first story that I want to talk about 
is, and this kind of took me by surprise. I mean, uh, they were talking a few weeks ago. There were rumors going around that Disney and Fox had been in talks about Disney buying some of Fox's assets. Um, and then it was being, it was said, rumored that the deal had fallen apart. And then a few days ago, uh, the rumors started up again that it sounds like they're back at the negotiating table. And then today, uh, the the word is they're getting close to a deal. CNBC is reporting that this deal could be done as soon as next week. And one of the things that makes that an extraordinary story is that this would be seen potentially as a $60 billion acquisition um, of 20th Century Fox. Um, and uh, this is going to involve... Uh, Fox is going to keep its news and sports assets, um, but Disney would be looking to take over pretty much everything else. Um, it would be the sale of uh, uh, A&E, uh, the cable network, Star, regional sports networks, movie studios, and stakes in Sky, Sky TV out in Europe, Hulu, um, and uh, the majority of the Fox, the 20th Century Fox movie library, which is... You know, I think who was telling me, I think, Rhino, you were mentioning to me that just the movie assets alone are valued at somewhere in the yeah, $50 billion dollar range. Yeah, it's close to $50 billion just just for the, the movie studio. The movie studio. <laughs> Why is it? It doesn't seem like his mic is as sensitive. Because he's not know, that far away It's in my from mouth, it. so I can't put it any closer to me. <laughs> oh. Whoa. Uh, bitter. Bitter. Party of one. Bitter. Um, so... What do we think this means? Like, you know, this is a, a major acquisition. You know, Rhino was pointing out that earlier to me that the Marvel acquisition, for example, was $4 billion. Um, Pixar was 7.4. 7.4. World uh, Lucas, domination. Lucasfilms was what, about four or five, right? I think so, yes. Um, so you're talking about a deal that is larger than all of those combined and doubled effectively. So what do you think Disney is getting for this? Well, if they get it. Um, but they, if they get it. They are still in talks with Comcast as well. Uh, those aren't progressing as much. But there's still a back and forth there. Until there's an announcement, um, there's no deal. It's still a lot of speculation. Um, I want to say one analyst who had put it a, a $50 billion deal, not a $60 billion deal, um, said that this would give the Murdochs a 25% uh, stake in Disney. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And one of the things you might wonder is why this is so profitable to Fox um, to go with Disney over Comcast, why those negotiations are progressing more. And due to a lot of the the regulatory nature of like a deal this big, it might be a little easier for them to go with Disney rather than Comcast. Uh, I think that they said that um, they expect it to be cleared by U.S. antitrust regulators more easily um, if they go with Disney instead of Comcast. There was also, I think, Bloomberg mentioned that they kind of wanted to see whether they could get whatever current Murdoch is CEO of Fox, um, get his foot in the door as far as being in the upper echelons of Disney um, and hmm. try and do that. So um, it looks like a great deal for Fox if they sell to Disney, but it's still not a done deal. Comcast is still in the game somewhat. And but Okay, that's what Fox would get. What would did you know really you know what would Disney get? One of the really interesting things that they'd end up having is a sixty percent stake in Hulu, mm-hmm. uh, which will get really 
interesting and maybe dicey because they're starting their own streaming service um, with pretty soon. So, well, that's what I thought. I mean, the, so that'll be interesting how that plays out because they'll have sixty percent of their own competition almost, unless well, they roll that service <laughs> into Hulu. But you know, it, it it almost seems like they're streaming. Like, okay, just look look at the streaming for a second. Um, you know, big story last month about Disney, you know, firing up their own streaming service in 2019, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this is why they were pulling things off of Netflix. And um, now this, does it seem possibly like this is, you know, our streaming strategy is just buy everything in sight and hope for the best? Well, it could be a competitive move to try to pull everything that's on Netflix, all the 20th, 20th Century Fox stuff off Netflix as well. Wow. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know about that because that seems like a pretty aggressive move just to eliminate a streaming service that, like, if, if, unless you're trying to become the new Netflix. Yeah, but it's like I don't think there's. I don't think that. I, I mean, I'd have to see a breakdown of what's on Netflix, but I don't think that there's that much of a strong presence of Fox films on Netflix, specifically Fox films that, like, I can tell. I just try to think about how they're gonna since it's mainly the movie assets like are a big deal and I do think the Hulu thing is a big deal too like how much they can incorporate synergy wise into their brand now you know like I know a lot of people are like oh well it's because they want the Marvel characters it's because they want the Marvel characters but 40 you know 50 billion dollars is a lot of money to pay for the X-Men you know so it's like (laughs) I don't think that's what it is you know I don't know I don't know but you get Hugh Jackman right no he's done He'd come back well, for Disney, I bet. He would. I don't know. I, I, I just, it's, it's an extraordinary, it's an extraordinary acquisition. It would be, if it goes mm-hmm. through, an extraordinary acquisition. Now, um, well, if you think about what they've already purchased so far, the major deals, which, once again, are not this huge, um, they've consolidated pretty much, you know, so many major movie releases, uh, major film releases. Um, all of these purchases are just making them pretty much the major player in entertainment. So, you know, buying Fox, that just adds to the amount of major film releases they have. Uh, and then you've had, you have other things with it, too. All of Fox's, like, outlier things. Like, National Geographic would be part of this. Um, but at, at what point, you think about this. Think about the number. I mean, they've been absorbing things like the Borg. Mm-hmm. Um, at what point... At what point does this whole thing become so unwieldy it collapses in on itself? There are so many arms to this. Well, it's honestly, it won't collapse in on itself as long as they don't overstep, you know, federal regulations. Like this is coming after the suit um, with the AT&T Time Warner deal. Um, There are regulations to keep Disney from becoming the only media and entertainment player. As long as they don't overstep those regulations... This is continuing to be good, having more properties. Even with stuff like the streaming service, having um, majority stakes in Hulu and having their own server, even if they're completely separate and not combined, that is just more for them to profit off of. And what works for one, they can transfer to another. So if they have a good strategy with their Disney streaming service from 2019, they can use some of that to embolden Hulu. Um, Then all of a sudden they've got a lot of different pieces all kind of working together but you know it's one of those things where more purchases aren't going to work badly for them having more property as long as it's run well 
So. And then what what do you think what do you think would translate from this? Uh, again, this is all assumption at this point. No deal has been announced. This is all speculation, but let's have fun with it. What from the 20th century, uh, uh, and I'll ask you this, Rhino, from the 20th century Fox stable of uh, intellectual properties, what would translate, do you think, into the theme parks? Well, I, I think about like what goes into merchandise, theme parks, like you said. I mean, the obvious is X Men, the original Star Wars movies would then become theirs for, like, I mean, for uh, showing in theaters and stuff like that. So I, I think. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to say because I Fox has had a lot of really successful franchises as well, but obviously, like they're not going to bring Alien into Disney World or anything like that. I wouldn't think, or you know, who knows? But um, I I mean, there is a lot of stuff they can do. It's just a weird like I don't know. It's it doesn't fit with. I think that Disney brand is slightly shifting and changing about what it means. But didn't to be we say the same stuff, you know? thing about the Marvel acquisition? Yeah, it didn't I, make sense. Right, it, exactly. Know, and now look, now it's you know, and Star Wars too. You know, I think Star Wars, uh, we we accepted that a little bit more readily than we did Marvel. But we kind of said the same thing, same things about Marvel. Um, but I just wonder, like, what IP, you know, other than X-Men, what IP could they really tap? Well, my, I'm wondering if they're going to keep the 20th Century Fox banner, you know, and, and just, you know, how they had, like, a, well, was it Miramax or was it, what was their other touchstone? I don't know. Touchstone, Miramax, were yeah, all under yeah. the Disney banner. Because Fox releases movies from G to R, you know, mm-hmm. and so, like, I my fear, slight fear is that, if Disney takes too much of Hollywood, you'll kind of everything will. We had that fear, you know, will they ruin Marvel movies because now everything's got to be family friendly? And they've shown they haven't, you know, they have embraced it. But there is also that, like, you know, Netflix is where, like, the rated R stuff lives, mm-hmm. I guess. But my fear is, like, well, what about just regular films, too? That, you know, sometimes it's R because of the content, not language or anything. But I don't want. Well, the reason, to the reason they went with Miramax, for example, was they wanted to be able to produce. PG-13 and R-rated films and not put them under the Disney, the Walt Disney Pictures banner. Um, so I think they would absolutely leave the 20th Century Fox brand in place. It's a valuable brand. Yeah. Uh, clearly, it's a valuable brand. You're talking about spending $60 billion for it. Yeah. I don't know. If I'm going to buy something for $60 billion, I, I'm going to want to kind of keep the pretty yeah. label. Uh, if anything, all they should be focused on with Fox in terms of movies is – you know, the the key assets that Disney could help return to Marvel, like X-Men, Fantastic Four, go ahead and do that. But then let Fox just keep running as kind of as it would on its own and just take the profits from the name. And what's happening? Does anybody know what's happening to the stock of these two companies as these oh, that'd be uh, as these negotiations are being rumored? Uh Let's see. Since the most recent one, uh, the most recent announcement that we might get uh, an official announcement about a deal within the next week, um, shares of 21st Century stock rose 3.2%. Shares of Disney fell 2.1%. Shares of Comcast fell 1.2%. So 21st Century Fox uh, stock rose. Disney and Comcast both fell slightly. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. I wonder why. I guess because of the uncertainty over who was going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, you know, Fox Fox is the target, so let's buy that. But we don't know who's actually going to buy it, so let's hold off. Does on Fox? Own, did Fox make Avatar? 
I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was they just distributed. Trying to think, I'm trying to think. Of they the distributed biggest, it. The um, biggest franchises they've ever made. Yeah, and, but you, you they, uh, yeah, they, I think they just had the distribution deal. I think. I think uh, Cameron owns. Cam, own Cameron studio. owns yeah. his IP. I yeah, mean, okay. Not the studio. Yeah, and that's what comes into play with a lot of this. Uh, you know, we've gone through it when you hear about TV shows being made all the time. Uh, there's so many parts to it. There's the lot that it's filmed on. There's the production company that actually produces it and then the person who distributes the rights so to actually broadcast it so even when we're talking about fox and tv it's it's just all it's all messy it's all complicated but uh there's clearly some value or disney wouldn't be going after it well i just you know um i i'm very intrigued to see a where the deal goes uh if it goes through and if it does go through what what they're going to do with it. Cause I mean, let's, let's be honest. They've done amazing things with their acquisitions up to this point. Amazing things. So, um, I'm intrigued. I would also like to see what the response is. Um, you know, we were talking about <clears throat> what they would do, whether they want to become the new Netflix and as they grow and they keep making these acquisitions, they keep throwing out lines about like, no, we actually, we love our relationship with Netflix and we're not doing this. We're not doing that. Um, and they keep, trying to play very low-key. Like, yeah, we're friendly with anybody. We just thought that... Yeah, that's where they hire a PR department. Yeah, exactly. But I would like to see the response from some of the other major media companies after this goes through. This is a very big deal. It was a very big deal. Well, the the thing that, like, kind of... Not weirds me out, just before you're done. It's just Fox has been around since 1935, I guess. And you think to yourself, like, that's nothing... That's 80... Over 80 years of making movies that... I don't know. It seems weird to me that now that studio is not going to be a thing anymore. It, it makes me sad, sad I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's, I worry about things becoming too unified and less diversity, you know? And mm-hmm. I, would hope it, I would hope the trend would go other ways in Hollywood where more smaller studios are becoming a thing. But So that's, it's question. just one of those, I don't know. It's just something to think about. Okay. So maybe you said this. I was trying to pay attention here. Um, so why are they selling? That's a great question I, that I don't know the answer to. Do you have any insight on that, Charles? Why are why is why is, why, why, why is why can't selling? they? Why are they selling? Are they um, just well, tired of it or what? What's the deal? No, generally, I mean, uh, it's it's what will profit shareholders and also what will profit the Murdoch family. So um, some of the reasons uh, they're selling are once again, I think I mentioned that this would give them. Uh, you know, according to some analysts, uh, if stocks are part of the deal, it could give them twenty five percent of Disney stocks, which is a, a so money. Deal. It's all about controlling money. Uh, yes, uh, the Murdochs are always about controlling money, um, and this might actually um, uh, put one of them into Disney management too. Now, those are all like probably put them on the board at yeah, least. <laughs> yeah, these and now these are all it's all speculation, everything like that. But the thing is, they're selling because it will be profitable to the shareholders and to the Murdochs. Um, you know, as far as who they sell to, it's going to be a mixture of money and how easy the transition is. So the regulation thing is part of it, too. Is it going to be easier to sell to Disney and more profitable? Or would it be a little more difficult to sell to Comcast, but more profitable? So, so when um, I go to watch an old movie... It's going to hopefully have the same logo and the same feel to it, right? Yeah. But then somewhere on there it's going to say Disney. If it's a re-release. If it's a re-release, yeah, probably. Right. Well, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I doubt it. I, I don't think this is about Disney trying to expand their brand. 
I think it's about them making a business acquisition. So I don't think like 20th Century Fox logos are going to go away on the films that they exist on or anything like that. And I don't think Mickey Mouse is going to be introducing any of these films um, or anything like that. I love him, but I don't want him everywhere. But it it remains to be seen. Another another, uh, interesting thing just with Universal is that are the Simpsons, I think, are part of 20th Century Fox. There's a TV part of it, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so this doesn't include that, I don't think. It would just include the one Simpsons movie. Okay, okay. Never mind. That yeah. cancels out that topic then. But uh, what I was going to say in response to uh, you know Rhino's worries is, having gone through this with Marvel, I'm, I'm a huge, lifelong Marvel fan, um, and I was really worried when they purchased Disney too, and you get benefits when things you love are purchased uh, by Disney, and you, there are also downsides. Benefits... They put a lot of time, effort, creativity, and energy into, like, fan service. Um, And they actually do listen to a certain extent. Downsides, cross-promotion. You know, just from the comics. So many things in the comics changed um, for Disney movies, for things to be added to the park. So now if you're looking at at Fox Properties, yeah, not only are are you going to get the movie, but it might be tied into a billion other things that Disney is trying to profit off of, not just merchandising. And that can get annoying to a fan so well it'll be very interesting to see how things uh, how things shake out possibly by our next show we may have may have an answer uh, another deal Disney is trying to strike is with their unions um, we have been talking recently about the um, wage negotiations that have been going on since October between Disney and most of the, uh, the unions that cover most of their cast members and according to WFTV on November 30th uh, Disney made an offer um, to the unions that would be a 3% raise for two, uh, for two years, an immediate 50-cent hourly pay raise for current employees, and a $200 upfront cash payment. Um, and there is a divide between the United Food and Commercial Workers uh, Union and the Unite Here Local 362 Union, um, where you have... Uh, uh, one one union saying that hey this is a good deal let's we should take this and another union saying oh this is nothing close to what we asked for what they're going for ultimately is a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage with Disney and uh, so there's this battle now between the unions which may end up strategically being a brilliant move on Disney's part if that actually goes a certain way but. Uh, there is supposed to be a vote taking place December 19th and 20th. They have agreed uh, among the union members to vote on the proposal. Um, they have agreed to extend the uh, negotiations for another 30 days um, because uh, the contract expired December 1st. So that does cover them through the holidays. That does cover them through January 1st. But uh, I will tell you my thoughts just on the surface. The minute I see the $200 upfront offer, Disney knows they're giving a crappy deal. Mm-hmm. I have a story about this, actually, too, from when I worked there. So um, when I first started there uh, like in 2007, there was a new contract that started in the beginning. So I was there, and the contracts usually go for like three or four years. So I was there over the course of like two negotiations, but I wasn't really involved in the first one. But um, they... The first one, they lost a whole bunch of stuff. They lost, like, um, if you were worked in an area for a certain amount of years, you used to imme- immediately go to the top of your pay grade in that area after, like, 10 years or something like that. 
Uh, they took that away. And then um, what happened the second time while I was there was uh, the health insurance premiums, they said, would increase every year by they, – they were like, oh, it'll just be small. It'll be 1% every year for three years. So you're like, okay, well, that's 3% in three years or whatever. And then the raise went from being a 4% raise because it used to be 5% um, – or it went down to 4%. But then if you did out the math, what would happen if you had been a cast member there working for however many years, at the end of that, um, the term of that uh, contract, you were going to be making only 17 cents more on the dollar after three years um, because the uh, premium for health insurance wasn't matching the raise thing. And so what Disney tried to do is it didn't go through the first time, but then they said, well, here's $500 to every single cast member that will sign this. And everybody signed it because everybody wanted $500 because nobody had gotten a raise for like seven or eight months. So seeing them trying to pay this up front again, I'm like, well, you have another shady deal because now I said shady, by the way. Another <laughs> you're, you, the, the other one applies to that. Well, that increase went down again. I can't believe it's only 3% because I. it just seems like they do a little flash here and nobody looks at the long term. And, you know, I say shame on the union that represents them because it was the union representatives that didn't um, educate the cast members well enough on what the deal was doing and didn't try hard enough. So, well, we've heard. And again, this is ancillary. I, this is uh, anecdotal. I don't have firsthand knowledge of this, but I have heard multiple stories about how cozy some of these union reps are with Disney. And trips and perks and all sorts of things that go on between Disney and the union reps um, and the cast members are the ones that end up getting getting screwed. On, on, on the surface here, this does not look like a good deal to me for the cast members. Um, I think they can hold out for more. I think they should hold out for more. And that, that $200 upfront offer, that is, that's the, that's the, 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 flag, the red flag. That if you've got to offer that, your deal sucks. And you're hoping they won't notice and that they'll get distracted by the fact that, oh, you know what? It's yeah. Christmas. Oh, $200. Mm-hmm. I could really use that right now. Um, I don't think it's a I, – I personally, from uh, on the surface, from what I know, what – I've seen. I don't think this is a great deal. They're they paid at poverty level, or they were. I don't know if they still are, but that's the thing. So you dangle a loaf of bread in front of somebody that's starving. Obviously, they're going to take the loaf of bread today. You know, it's just it, it's so frustrating because I do think that cast members aren't given enough credit for being. And this is why we talk about the cast member experience having this slide downward in years is because well, you're not why they're not happy. You know, and you they're they're at the core of what a Disney experience is. It's not just the place you visit. It's the people you interact with while you're there, too. You know, you want it to be a good place. Well, then encourage people to be the best versions of themselves. And, you know, and I know we always get emails when we talk about this and go ahead and send them. I don't care. Um, You know, here we're talking about in one story, a potential 60 billion dollar or 50 billion dollar acquisition of 20th Century Fox. And then on the other hand, we're talking about a story where people are fighting to get a living wage working their theme parks. Um, now, I'm not suggesting that Disney not acquire things and spend that money to build their business. I'm saying I don't know that these things have to be so mutually exclusive all the time. And that's what it seems like it is. It's like this is the last thing they want to do. They want to spend all this money at acquiring and acquiring and building their business. Great. I'm all for that. 
but what about a living wage for the people who are working for you? It, it's funny that you just said that because I just remembered that in my Facebook, you know how sometimes it'll tell you like two years ago you said this or whatever. I had a status that said, oh, Disney just bought uh, Lucasfilm for $4 billion and I'm only, I just got a raise that in four years from now I'll have 17 more cents on the dollar than I do now. So like, it's funny that this is another, it seems to always happen when there's a massive acquisition. Like, I don't know why, but... It's exactly what you said. It's kind of like, well, and then you get an email in your email, your work email, like Bob Iger saying, we had the best year ever. Things are so much up. And you're like, oh, cool. Well, I can't afford new shoes, but thanks. <laughs> thanks, Bob. So interesting to see what happens with that. You have any insight on that? Um, well, just one of the things that could go in, into, I guess, manipulating cast members into thinking that this is a deal they have to take is that this has been delayed so many times. Yeah. Um, initially, the first data came out, I want to say it was July 25th or July 26th is when the STCU, or Services Trade Council Union, which comprises all these uh, 38,000 um, cast members, when they first announced it was that long ago. They had till October to come uh, to an agreement or they were going to move on to other stuff not wage-related. They moved on um and uh so there there have been two extensions now so if they don't take this deal people might be worried that they're just not going to get a wage deal before they have to move on to other things so and the other thing is you know when you're talking about the importance of cast members being well paid you know you think about these big deals that go on 50 billion 60 uh, billion um and you start to think of disney as this media empire heartless powerhouse and the best PR that they get is from individual cast members. All the feel-good stories that you get that make you think that Disney is a place where hopes and dreams come true, those are from cast members in the parks doing amazing things and helping people out, um, not from the major purchases and acquisitions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I treat them a bit better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, one other thing that uh, I thought was kind of interesting, um, this, it, it's cute, uh, the Disney Parks blog announced that uh, starting, uh, I believe, tomorrow today. or today, today, the fifth, um, that they're going to, or for the next twelve days, they're going to be making announcements uh, uh, to celebrate the holiday season. So um, they'll be doing never before seen images and video, new resort hotel experiences, um, new dining options, special events in the parks. And updates on some of the attractions and things that were discussed or announced at this year's D23. So, what was today's uh, update? Today they announced uh, three new floats coming to the uh, Pixar Play Parade uh, that's now going to be in uh, Disneyland Park on April 13th, I believe. Um, so, it was the Luxo and the Pixar Ball is going to be one of the floats. And then... Uh, the Up characters have a float, and the Inside Out characters have a float. Oh, does Up float? Um, so uh, the Inside Out float is Bing Bong and Sadness and Joy on the rocket wagon. Um, <coughs> and they have, I think, some like the emotion memory balls underneath them. I don't remember what they're called. Um, and then the Up characters... Memories. It- they're memories. called memories. <laughs> but they were the balls. I don't know. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> Emotional memory um, balls. <laughs> and then the up float is uh, Doug, uh, then Kevin, the flightless bird, and uh, Russell, and um, Carl. Is that what you call him, Kevin, the flightless bird? It seems so mean. Well, that's what, that's what the Disney well, Parks Well, if they don't, if he doesn't say that, they'll think it's Kevin Close. 
<laughs> Kevin made his way to a float finally. I like the up float sounds. I think it all sounds cute. Good, yeah. I just I think it's cute that they're doing this. Um, it's great marketing, great marketing idea. I just wonder what they're going to. Yeah, I'm excited to see what else is in store. I think it's like I don't know if this maybe was... the twelfth announcement is going to be something huge. Maybe is Bing Bong a character in the parks, or is he just? He's not, is he? I don't think so. No. no. So you get to see him on the floor. He's imaginary. Oh, I love Bing Bong. <laughs> Bing Bong, Bing Bong. I love him. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Just wanted to throw, kind of throw that in there. Um, that will that, that Disney will be doing that over the next twelve days. But let's go over to our contributor uh, Ryan Teets, who is also the moderator of our uh, rumors and news forum on Disboards.com. And every month, Ryan does an update of all the latest rumors swirling around the internet and uh, happy he's joining us again this month how are you ryan good thanks for having me always a pleasure always a pleasure so of this of the rumors that uh that are going around right now which one um let's start with this which one uh, has you the most excited most excited i probably have to say the rumors about the epcot resort at the front of the park that was an interesting rumor talk about that yeah, so apparently there are three possible locations at the front of Epcot that will that are being thrown around for a brand new deluxe resort. Um, one is right at the main entrance. Uh, one is on the where the current bus stop is, and then one is kind of backstage near the land and uh, seas pavilion. Oh, that could be very intriguing. That could be very, very intriguing. What do you think that? What do you think the likelihood of them doing this is? Uh, it seems it actually seems more and more likely each day with the uh, rumors mill that's swirling around it. Um, it seems like probably the either the by the land pavilion or the main entrance are the most likely spots. I'm trying to think of how of they would build. How would they build a hotel at the main entrance think- and not really screw everything up for like two years? Oh yeah, I don't know. Well, it, it, this kind of—it seems like that I, it you know that whole uh, concept art thing they showed at D twenty three—that essentially the entire front of Epcot was going to be changed or whatever. Yeah. This kind of fits, feels like it fits into that a little bit. So that's interesting. So goodbye parking. Well, no. <laughs> the front of Epcot. I mean, it can't be that they're going to have to take some parking. Maybe they'll right? build a structure. <clears throat> well, that would be nice. That would be interesting, but. I don't know, but I, I think – how well do you think um, what it would effectively amount to an in-park hotel, much like you have with the Grand Californian at Disney, uh, Disney uh, California Adventure and the Disneyland Hotel in Paris that both – It would be hugely popular. There would be, it would be on the monorail loop. Uh, so that would be awesome. Uh, I mean, assuming True, that that's right, it would be a new monorail hotel. Yeah, yeah so right. that would be pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd have awesome if it were on right next to the entrance. You had awesome views of the fireworks mm-hmm. um, to watch illuminations from your room. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I, you know, I remember watching, uh, being able to watch the fireworks at Disneyland Paris from the concierge lounge. Right down, it was right over the like the. the, the over Main Street, and you look straight down. It was incredible, incredible yeah. view. So you'd have that, and you'd overlook Spaceship Earth. I think you know this would be a no-brainer, huge success. So, what is that? Yeah, it sounds like uh, some feedback with Skype. Oh, okay. I thought maybe my house was exploding. Oh, power, yeah, it's like a power surge. Is it okay? It's coming from that. Okay, sorry. 
just wanted to make sure we weren't all, weren't all going to die. Um, so uh, Hotel at Epcot, that definitely an exciting one. What else? What, what other rumors uh, have your attention this month? Um, well, there's a couple things in the Magic Kingdom. With The, the permits were filed for Tron and uh, the theater, initial permits that, that show what the water management work that will be done with those. Um, also, there's still rumors flying around that the Speedway will get a major update with when Tron comes online. And uh, for, there for, was a new rumor this month that uh, Hollow Wishes will be going away within the next year or two to include a new show with projections and stuff like oh, that. Okay. Just like Craig wants. Craig is, Craig is excited about this. It needs it. It's stale now compared to Happily Ever After. Yeah. One man's opinion. For the yeah. speed. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like happily ever after, but I I think I love Halloween's. I. But imagine what they could do if they had like projections with Halloween's too. Yeah, and I'm just not a big projection guy. Yeah. Um. Really and truly, I mean, they're cool and everything, but don't <laughs> don't mess with my fireworks over projections. <laughs> so, um, very interesting rumor though, uh, Ryan, about the Enchanted Tiki Room. Um, the possibility, the rumor that. Um, they may do an uh, intellectual property add-on to that attraction with Moana. Um, yep. What do you, what do you, they what do you seem to want that? to get Moana in the parks, and this would be an easy way to do that, um, to get make Tiki Room more popular. There was a rumor a couple months back that the Tiki Room would go away altogether, um, and now that seems to have died down, and now they just want to bring Moana into the existing attraction. No. How, do you, how do you think that's going to go over? Um, with diehard Disney fans, probably not very well, but I think your common fan would be okay with it. I didn't like it when the other birds were in there, when the Coco, Coco, when Zazu and Yago Yago were in there. I'm going to call Coco now forever. Um, I just, I remember even as a kid, I couldn't understand what they were saying. I didn't, I didn't get it. And it's and I know it's one of those things where you're like things have to change, but I not this. I, I well no, I don't have a problem with it happening to our show because it's just a completely different feel. If they tried to change Disneyland's, yeah. that's different because yeah. that it's just that is such an intimate experience and the history there. Um, you know, I know nothing should be left as a museum piece. That should be one thing that is left is a museum piece out there at least uh it's just our our show needs to be a little bit different and i think i think it could get a uh freshening up it's it's still at a domestic park if it's the same at disneyland it doesn't have to be the same in walt disney world my my guess is she would kind of like replace the tiki god oh lord no as like she would be the one controlling the water and the weather or something i think it would just be a complete different show yeah i would think they'd have to Mm -hmm. To a completely different show. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, like, I've gotten upset about these changes before. And then when they come in, I'm like, oh, you know what? That's actually pretty good. So I don't want to prejudge it. But, no. You know. Although there has So, definitely. Teresa, you are, you are a firm no. <laughs> I'm You're a firm like, no on this one, yeah. Don't mess with the Tiki Room. They already effed it up when they brought in the 
other birds. Like yeah. I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't like that. So. It's okay. boring. It's okay though. No, it's not when you have no, kids. No, it sucks. I, I, <laughs> so so, so I don't like the tiki room. I never have. Okay. I, I, all the click 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 clicking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a gift somewhere. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just so I, I can't take it. So uh, we'd hardly ever do it. If Moana was in there, I would probably go back because really? I love love Moana. It's a great movie. No, we like it. So yeah. I speak for my whole family. <laughs> so, so when you take the kids in there, the kids—they're bored. They're bored. It, it, yeah, it's it's boring. Mm. And they're not, not everything real birds. has to be like. Well, no, but you know, you need a little. I want them to chill. be entertained at least, and not be like, "When is this going to be over?" Yeah. You know, no, it's the charm. It's the nostalgia. I don't find it charming at all. I do. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the update. Like, it, you want to you wanna do something in the Tiki Room? Okay, well, give it a new show. Maybe. Give me some new but feathers. update the animatronics of the birds and stuff like Julie's talking. I know the clicking noise you're talking about. Everybody it's does. It's the whole and, time. And it's just, so it's kind of like, all right, well, make it, you know, maybe don't touch it, but make it innovative again. Because that's what it originally was, was innovation. Right. But, okay, I'm okay with that. You know. But just don't bring in... Yeah. Other people. Just... All right. So, Ryan, what else has you excited? Um, this Coco, uh, you, you're writing this at the Coco remake of the Grand Fiesta Tour at the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot is all but approved, according to www.magic.com. Um, yep. You feel you feel confident on that? Yeah, that seems to be uh, pretty certain. And Coco is doing pretty well in the theaters right now. So, so I think that will be a thing that happens. And I think that based on, because I, when I saw the film, I thought this would actually be a good match of an IP in the theme parks. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but I'm just starting to wonder how much IP is going is going to end up going in. You know, we're talking about Moana in the Tiki Room. We already have Frozen in Norway. Um, we have Ratatouille going into France. We're talking, is Coco going into, is every... <laughs> There's no if original thing anymore. But if it's appropriate, mm-hmm. I think it fits. And I think one thing that is certain is that a lot of people who are involved in the Mexican culture, whether they are Mexican or have family related, they are in love with Coco because it's finally a movie that is just it's portraying it's part way. of their heritage yes. and showing it in a very respectful way. I love the Three Caballeros and Saludos Amigos, everything that Walt Disney did with uh, South and Latin America in the the uh, the 30s and 40s when he was doing his Goodwill tours. But when you watch them back, they are like a lot of things from Disney in that time. They are not completely culturally sensitive anymore. And I mean, the three stere- the Three Caballeros are basically as stereotypical yeah. as you can get yeah. of of uh, an idea of Mexican entertainers. So Coco would be a way to infuse themselves into Mexico in a very respectful manner. And uh, the movie's also amazing. So it it couldn't hurt them. It's one IP for another, because technically Three Caballeros was an animated film that was brought in, right? Yeah, that's true. So it's just dropping one for another. But yeah. Uh, One other one, uh, moving over to Animal Kingdom, uh, Ryan, um, Indiana Jones taking over Dinoland? Never. Yep, that's one proposal right now for that. Um, apparently, the, they want to redo that whole Dinoland area in the Indiana Jones with Dinosaur becoming the Indiana Jones attraction from Anaheim. Um, it would be a 
fairly simple remake uh, of the attraction. The layout, the ride layouts are basically the same. So that would be yeah, and the and the vehicles are. I mean, the, the yeah, the the whole ride yeah. mechanism is pretty much identical, if not exactly identical. So I think that would be a fairly easy switch over. And personally, I'd be a thousand percent on board with that whole Dino Land area I going did. going Indiana Jones as long as as long as that off the shelf crap in. Um, in that area, those rides like, you know, um, Primeval World, Primeval World, Triceratops Spin, Triceratops, all of it. Got to go. Put some real, put a real attraction in there. Um, this, let's do it on the, because that was just done on the cheap. That but, was just done on the cheap. I, uh, I actually was talking to a friend of mine who works in guest relations on Sunday uh, about this because I was like, oh, what do you think of that? And he was just saying, I don't think it'll actually work there. And valid point is is that everything that is at animal kingdom is about animals and there's nothing about so even dinosaur is about extinct animals that there's nothing about mm, indiana jones that's a good point yes yeah. and i mean like you think okay well we're we're in other countries we're on an adventure and i i love dinosaur and i do love the indiana jones rides i completely agree with you about that Dinoland usa part though that that whole area could easily be redone and just leave the dinosaur ride right over here for me ryan what do you think do you think that's a good idea Personally, I don't. Animal Kingdom is my favorite Walt Disney World park, and I just don't think it fits with the overall theme of the park. It's a fair argument. I mean, they already had to shoehorn in Avatar by saying, oh, it's about the connection of the Earth. And Uh, that's that's how we get it into Animal Kingdom. To throw Indiana Jones in, you have to rename the park Mm -hmm. and change the concept because once you do that, there is – I'm sure someone in Imagineering could make some spin to say how it's going to connect you with, with the world at a greater hand, but it's not. It would just be a bunch of BS. Because he's so. always about finding relics and like things. They yes, did right? eat monkey brains in one of those films. <laughs> and he doesn't like brains. snakes, right? So, yeah, you raise a good point. How would they make you know, just the excitement of Dino Land, something <laughs> happening to it, I, I think just blinded me there for a second. Uh, but you're right; it really doesn't have it doesn't have a proper place in that in that park. Are they going to do it anyway, Ryan? It's quite possible, but I guess there's one other proposal that I don't know the IP of that's being thrown around as well. So it could it's it's kind of a back and forth type thing right now. If it's Zootopia, I'd be thrilled because somebody yeah. uh, just brought that up in chat, and I was like, "Oh, Zootopia land that is a good idea." It's all like mm-hmm. the cities of Zootopia mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That would be really cool. That would be awesome. I could <laughs> see it being like the car is like their police car, and you're on an adventure, you're like to solve a crime mm-hmm. with them through the thing. <laughs> yes, Imagineering, you can hire me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's uh, thank you very much for that, Ryan. Great article as always, and always lots of interesting things. Uh, to read and discuss on the news and rumors forums, uh, disboards.com. Um, Ryan's a moderator on that forum for us. And uh, uh, we probably won't see you before the holiday. So Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays to you guys, too. All righty. Take it easy, buddy. Thank you. Um, all right. That'll do it for the news section for this week. We're going to move on to. And wow, we went, we went an hour on those discussions. I'm. I'm just kind of letting it go here. so. Um, but we'll move over on to a rapid fire, and we'll start with Tess. Go ahead. Okay, I'm ready. I'm going to eat your popcorn. Eat my popcorn. <laughs> All right. Not the same as drinking your milkshake, but, you know. Okay. 
Ample Hills Creamery at Disney's Boardwalk to offer the Last Jedi ice cream flavors. I'm excited about this. This is kind of fun. It always comes back to ice cream. It does, right? <laughs> Everything comes back to ice cream, you know? It's, it's a great circle of life for you, it's isn't not it? Twisty treat, but it's okay. All right. Um, the flavors are first order. This is salted dark chocolate ice cream represents relentless villain villainry. Villainy? While cocoa powder, bittersweet chocolate, and a dash of powerful espresso reference the dark side. That sounds disgusting. It does, <laughs> it does doesn't it? Resistance, a celebration of the spirit and inter- determination of the resistance fighters. It is um, brown sugar and vanilla bean ice cream with an assortment of mix-ins, passionate, fiery, red velvet, ooey-gooey butter cake, mm. hard-edged toffee pieces, and spirited, hopeful mini marshmallows. It's just oh. too much in there. Yeah, that's mm. a lot. Then there's the force. Um, illustrates the precarious... Precar- I can't talk today. Balance between dark and light side with the sweet ice cream... Swirled with rich dark, lit fu- dark fudge and set against a galaxy of white and dark chocolate pearls. Blech. It's too one, much in all of yeah. those. Or the middle one sounds the most. The middle one sounds the best, I think. Um, there's also available. This is kind of interesting. Now available to order uh, on AmpleHills.com. The flavors can also be found at Ample Hill stores locations, select Whole Foods and specialty retailers across the Northeast. Star Wars fan specialty retailers across the hip. Oh, I went They're going to have this special little box. I don't know with the punch out X wing fighter that you, is easy to assemble. I don't we know. should go get this. We should go get this. I don't know. You have to go to the northeast. <laughs> Got to go to the northeast and order it. Okay, whatever. <clears throat> I have a second one. You want to hear it? I think I'm going to hear it anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, there is the Orlando Cat Cafe. Oh, you Have went. you been? You went, didn't you? I did go. Okay, so it's... Look, I'm going to tie it in here. Do they serve cat? Watch me tie it in. Okay, so it's like at 192 and Yeah, really? Do they serve cat? No, they don't serve cat. You get to just hold a cat It's a little coffee shop. Yes, <laughs> and it's really close to Disney. So if you're here and you can't get your cat fixed... So what the hell goes on at this place? So you go in, you order your coffee or your hot chocolate. They have some snackage. And then you, there's a, a cat room... Where you can, don't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, where there's God. a number of cats where you can go in and have your sit down and hang with them, and they're all for adoption. They're all. Oh. And there we were there um, Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> were you looking to replace Earl? <laughs> no, we just went. I just wanted to see how you know what yeah. it was like, and they charge you eight dollars to go in for an hour to sit with these cats, and some of them are kind of laid back, and it's a really fun little area. And the problem is they had to ask Teresa to leave because she was <laughs> licking the cats. I know, right? <laughs> No, I went with the girls, and my sister and her husband went, and they were the ones that wanted to, wanted to go. And they ended up leaving like after 30 minutes and sitting outside waiting for us. And it was fun interacting because every cat was different, mm-hmm. and then you could adopt them if you want. You That's know, so neat. So it was kind of neat. They've adopted, I think, almost 200 cats so far since they've been open. Yeah, been I can't take Finley there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Stella was like laying on the floor with this one little kitten. Oh. And then they have older cats, and... Um, Grace's boyfriend Owen was playing soccer with one. Literally had a little ball kicking it around. The cat was like interacting with him. So it's fun and it's for a good cause and it's close to Disney and you can go, you know, hang out with. And where is it? It's like right off of twenty seven and one ninety two. It's right there in this little um, area. It's really cool. Hmm. All right. The coffee was well. I was told the coffee was what. (laughs) 
Crazy cat lady. <laughs> All right, thank I didn't you. talk about Twisty Treat. No. Oh, a friend gave me a gift card to Twisty Treat. That's a very so exciting. Excited. Thank you, Teresa. <laughs> Charles. I, uh, I have one that has nothing to do with renting love from strays. It's. Um, <laughs> well, listen to you, Ty, man. Go yeah. ahead. Guests looking to hit the popular Frozen Ever After attraction in the Norway Pavilion at Epcot can now make FastPass Plus selections beginning 9 a.m. instead of waiting in the standby line for the first two hours that the attraction was open. Additionally, the Frozen Ever After dessert party is still available on select dates throughout January 2018. Cool. Sorry, got pretty pretty straightforward. Thank you, Charles. Steve. Uh, from now, we'll actually start on the 1st uh, until December 17th. Walt Disney World annual pass holders can pick up their uh, complimentary holiday magnet uh, from Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, it just looks like the standard uh, annual pass holder magnet, but it has like a string of Christmas mm-hmm. lights behind them. It's cute. Um, and you can just pick it up any at certain select um, Hollywood Studios merchandise locations. It's like a refrigerator magnet? Is it free? Yeah, refrigerator magnet. It's free, and you can put it on the back of your car or wherever. Oh, yeah, so you can go on the back of your car. How big is it? Like this, like... It's the same size as the pass holder. It's the same size as the pass holder. You don't don't get that? I don't don't know. You do. Well, I got one of the pass holder ones, and it (laughs) disintegrated within, like, six months. Really? Yeah, I don't know. They don't stick to my car. Really? Mm Mm-mm. What do you... I don't know. Your car not made of metal? I guess not. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but it doesn't stick to it. So anyway. It's cute. I think it's cute. It yeah. is cute. I've seen people posting selfies with it. Well, and whenever Disney does something for free, it's like, all right. It's cute. Cool. Like, this is why we didn't get glasses at Food & Wine this year. Yeah, probably. Magnets. All right. Thank you, Steve. Julie. Um, you can enjoy an additional hour of breakfast um, at Trattoria Al Forno beginning December 17th. So this is the character breakfast with Rapunzel and Flynn Rider from Tangled, and then Ariel and Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. You'll have another hour beginning December 17th, so it'll be from 7.30 to 12 p.m. instead of to 11, which it's pretty nice because I know that my husband doesn't like getting up early for breakfast. I'm sure there's lots of other people that are the same way. So um, the reservations during the extended dining hours are now available for dates beginning December 17th and beyond. 407-WDW-DINE if you want to make a reservation. Okay. Thank you, Julie. Oh, that's on the boardwalk, by the way. (laughs) All right. Gregory. Okay. So uh, the big news over the weekend is that Disney apparently will finally give in to all the complaints, just like they did in Mexico, and they will be pulling (laughs) Olaf's Frozen Adventure out from in front of Coco. And so, yeah, it's... uh, so the, yeah, well, this was the for those who don't know. When you go to see the movie Coco, they always do the Pixar animated shorts. Uh, Olaf's Frozen Adventure was the animated short for this, but calling it a short is kind of not fair because the thing was 21 minutes long and people were upset, very upset. There because was of the so length? the length of it. Well, it's- not just the length, but also the fact that Coco is a Pixar movie, and to put a Walt Disney animation basically tv special because that's what it was it was a tv special and then they decided to tack it on to coco but it's taking away from having a pixar short in front and for a lot of people that's a huge part of seeing a pixar movie in theaters it's they're always fantastic and usually up for an oscar for best animated Mm -hmm. short if they're not ending up winning it so it really it, it really was a shame but on top of that like when i went 
uh, to see it. They they were warning every single person that walked in and said, you know, know that Coco or that before yeah. Coco, you'll be seeing Olaf's Frozen Adventure and. Just so you know, it'll be a while with previews plus the short before the movie started. That's 40 minutes. It was 40 minutes. Because I know there's 20 minutes of previews before every kid's movie. And, you know, that's okay. But then another 20 minutes for a short before we see the movie. And my kids are good at the movies. They love movies. But the hour is one hour and 44 minutes. That's a long time. So... Plus the extra forty minutes, we can't be there for three hours. That's yeah. that's just asking too much of parents, in my opinion. Yeah. And it, I, there there was nothing wrong with this short. I think it's actually a very cute. Uh, it would have made a great cute holiday special had it been run released. It. it, yeah, I think they will in the future. It'll start to become a, a yearly holiday tradition. Uh, I know some people just hated it right out the gate because it was frozen. Because you can't like anything frozen. That's not allowed. That's not true. anymore. But. Uh, I, I thought it was cute. It just was completely inappropriate for in front of Coco. I, I see the the same kind of holiday values that kind of run through in family, but it, it was a very weak excuse. I just don't think they deep down believe that Coco would do as well as it ended up doing. And I think long-term now, this is going to work out great financially for Disney because some theaters can now fit an additional screening in because yeah. you take that 20 minutes out couple times mm-hmm. suddenly you have another slot open exactly so kind of works out perfect for everyone yeah no they should be able to get at least one to two screenings a day depending on operating hours of the theater so that's just extra revenue coming in for it all right thank you craig rhino oh okay there was a real whoopi goldberg one i thought he was messing with me uh, all right. Well, Whoopi Goldberg is apparently going to host this decorating Disney holiday magic premiering December 18th. I don't know what it is because I couldn't find the thing about it. So. Rhino's still learning how to use the website. I, <laughs> I looked up, I Googled Whoopi Goldberg on our website and it was old news. That's why I was like, oh, no, this isn't it. Um, so what is she doing? Uh, it's going to be a TV special, one of the ones that they recorded here at Walt Disney World to give people a taste of home taste of the holidays here at Walt Disney World in their home. So it'll be airing at least on uh, ABC's free form. Yeah. That's the name right now. Uh, it'll be airing on there as part of their 25 days of Christmas. I do have an a- another one, though, that oh. I would like to share that we, we didn't talk about today, about the sharing your ears. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, for uh, Make-A-Wish... Um, uh, Disney Parks is going to donate $5 to Make-A-Wish, uh, up to a million dollars for each photo that is taken um, and shared featuring Mickey Mouse ears or any creative ears at all with the hashtag share your ears. Um, and you can put them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram between now and Christmas Day, December 25th. Awesome. So I thought cool. that was a nice... Uh, I, they did this once before. Yes, they different did. time of year. <laughs> and I thought this was really cool. So you don't have to be at Disney World or anywhere to do this. Just, mm-hmm. you know, get Pop creative. Pop your ears on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's great. All right. Uh, Before we wrap up, I wanted to talk a little bit about the article Steve posted recently. Seven Steps to Becoming the Worst Guest in a Disney Theme Park. Very interesting article, Steve. Um, So uh, why don't you just kind of take us through? Uh, yeah, your rationale here. So this for, is actually how do you how do you become the worst Disney guest? This article is just inspired by one of these, and I'll, when I get to it, I'll tell you uh, one of these things just happening to me over and over again. So I was like, what really makes just the worst type of guest at Disney? So for number seven, I had the person that complains about everything. Um, you know, I think it's fair to be critical 
when you're on a Disney vacation sometimes when things don't go your way. But then there's also that one person that can drag the whole family down if they're just complaining the whole time when everyone else is trying to have a magical experience. So I think said that was kind of that was one of them. Uh, number six, I had the person that disregards cast members' instructions. Um, sometimes people take a safety instruction as a cast member being rude to you when they're telling you to stand behind the yellow line. They're not doing it to be mean. They're doing it because they don't want that door whacking into your leg and then you suing Disney and it becoming a whole big mess. Um, so that was number six. Number five, uh, this one, this is the one that always happens to me. This is the, what uh, inspired. The people that don't move to the end of the row when it's a full theater. Um, oh, they drive me nuts. Yeah, it's the worst. And when, not only don't they move to the end of the row, but when you're like trying to get past them, they don't move at all. Yeah, they don't so, even move their knees. In. In, in, that, in that case, I'm perfectly fine stepping on you. <laughs> I really don't. And I'm not going to apologize or say, if you're that thoughtless and stupid, you deserve to get stepped on. <laughs> well, and there's also just some like common sense that goes along with this. If you're in the carousel progress and it's right before closing and you and one other family are the only people that are going to be in there, sure, you don't have to go all the way down to the end of the right. row, but that's an exception. But when That's another rule a reason, uh, of you saying that they don't follow the instructions the craft cast members give. You're right. They say, move to the end of the row, row when you come in. Yeah. Hello, listen. And, well, and I, <laughs> as a cast member, when I worked at uh, the Laugh Floor in Tomorrowland, we constantly had to tell people that people that got there first thought that they got mm-hmm. to get the best spot like it was a movie theater. But it doesn't work that way. And if you want that spot in the middle, kind of backpedal and let people pass mm-hmm. you. That's, yeah, that's the only fair way to do right. it. Um, so n- moving on to number four, uh, the people that are willfully unprepared for everything. So you're at Cosmic Rays, you're in a big line. Uh, and it suddenly the family of 15 realizes that they don't know what they want what, when they've been in line to get their food for 10 minutes. It's like you guys couldn't have picked out what you wanted, and now the whole family's deciding at this moment. I get that things happen when you're in a big family, but it's incredibly aggravating when you're that person behind them that's now waiting and waiting because, you know, Sally and, you know, whatever has to pick out every little thing. Um, Number three, the person, this one, I, we mentioned this before on the show, I think, but the people that use flash photography on dark rides. Oh, uh. no, they, they, capital punishment Yeah, it's for that. So... I, that is like, and what's even worse, something I'm starting to see now, is not just the people using flash, but I was on Pirates uh, a couple weeks ago, and woman turning the flashlight on on her phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> because she want. I guess she wanted to see. She didn't like the. Do- I don't know. But I've seen this a few times now, where people are. Ter- it's like I, I, I. That's when I wish I had a uh, slingshot, <laughs> and I could just literally take out her hand and the phone in one shot. The dark section of the people mover just happened like the other week ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Happened there too. Well, this goes for also your screen brightness when you go in. I get it. You don't want to be on the ride. You're that miserable, the first person you said who complains about everything. Okay, well, just turn that brightness down a little bit on the phone so I don't have to be blinded by the side I. Well, a lot of this, a lot of this is being mindful of the fact you're not the only person Mm -hmm. in the park. Yeah. And I don't understand why that thought process is so anathema to so many people. You're not the only person in the park. So why no one's saying walk around and be, you know, servile to everybody, you know, but you can be mindful and respectful of, you know, hey, I'm not the only one here. 
Why is that so hard? And it's especially frustrating when you're on an attraction like Pirates of the Caribbean or Haunted Mansion or some dark rides that are meant to be lit this way because you're not supposed to see some other stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the lighting, the the lights would be on if they were supposed to be. You know, you don't need to have a flashlight or constantly be flashing your camera. You're seeing what you're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. It's set like a movie set sometimes. Mm -hmm. This is Disney. That's the way it's supposed to be. So anyways, moving on. Uh, number two, the walk and stop. Like, I get that you are enamored by the castle at the end of Main Street, but when everyone's moving in one direction and then you constantly are stopping and you have people tumbling into you, just turn your head back slightly. Just do one of these guys. Is there somebody right behind me? Right. Like, or you, then you move know you can off. Stop. Move off to the side, and maybe you know if there's a garbage can behind you, so you know no one's going to walk into That's you. What I or do. you know, take a picture on the move. Or you know. <laughs> no, it's the families <laughs> that just stop. In the middle of Main Street, are like, okay, where are we gonna go? Right. Are maps out? <laughs> like, like I'm like, get on the, the sidewalk. <laughs> right. So yes, those the walk and stop is number two, and then number one, <gasps> the people that get physically violent. I know this is like we we went there, but uh, with the more and more stories of like that woman that was like strangling the girl f- for the fireworks mm. the, like a couple months ago, or uh, just different. I feel like more and more we're getting news stories that are you know mm. people fighting in the park. Just it's not necessary. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, that one, this one's a no-brainer, but I felt like you know, in a Disney park goes without. It should go without saying, but unfortunately, it doesn't. I had, how many people do you think do all of these things? <laughs> oh, that's the. Nice. I'm pretty sure that like there's a subset of people where this describes their experience at Walt Disney. Yeah. If there was a scrapbook of every their time trip, they go, <laughs> I know one. I won't give a name, but yeah, I know somebody like that. It's every one of them. Some of those don't bother me though. Like Number which ones? four, I think the one, the cosmic rays dining thing. Oh, the people that aren't prepared. prepared. That doesn't bother you? That doesn't really bother me because they're they're there having their experience, and I'm there having mine, and mm. I. He's saying though, if it's a long line, I know. And you get a, I understand. Like the I understand. I've waited bar. there a long time myself. Yeah, but I just feel like. But why? So why wouldn't you wait to to like? All right, what are we talking all... about? What they were doing or what they're going to do? And then they realize, oh, we're at the front. We need to decide. That's what's basically happening, and that, that yeah. just doesn't bother. They me. need to step back. It's you wouldn't oh, keep you a go. waiter at you your table yeah. the entire time while you're making the decision. Well, just wait right here. Uh, <laughs> we're going to decide. Well, this I'm is okay piece with them stepping piece. aside. You know, maybe the the cast member should say that. Why don't you step aside and then I'll get you when you're ready. You know, but it doesn't. I don't know. And there was another one. Um, the stopping on Main Street or just coming to a dead stop. I mean, I think we've all done it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying I've done it, too. I'm not talking about individual people. I'm talking about big groups of people. Well, what irritates me more than the stopping is the entire family walking side the, by side. I was, uh-huh. I was uh-huh. just about uh-huh. to mention that. That's all ten the of them. Right? <laughs> no, it can even be down to just to two. The sidewalk is a two-way sidewalk. If you are two people and I am not a friggin' ghost, I can't walk through you. So what do you want me to do? Step off into the road? Could you just move behind the other person when see, you see I, me? See, I always think the people that are doing that kind of thing are not going as often as we are. Because we're when we go into, when I go into the park, I'm usually that's true going somewhere. That's a good weaving my way through people. These people are going slow and doing the stop and start stuff. They're they're just trying to enjoy it, and they're just trying mm-hmm. to. Oh my gosh, what do we? You know, they're, that, they're a little overwhelmed. Maybe. That applies to like any public place, though. So but, but she raises sidewalk. she raises a good point that you know this is from the perspective of someone and people 
who are there all the time. How much of this is, you know, okay, if I'm going to play devil's advocate, I'm on vacation for the first time at Disney World. Okay, this is a disorienting place. And you're not going to... Just charge down Main Street. Not, you know, and and not everybody's going to get onto Main Street and walk with purpose, you know, because that's my line. Like when I'm behind somebody who's doing it's like saying to myself, walk with purpose. You know, they got no nowhere to go and all day to get there. Um, So and I because I get obviously I'll get frustrated with it as well. But I do try and keep in mind that, you know, my my expectations on this experience are based on the fact that I've been here a million times. And the people in front of me may not have been. Maybe this is their first trip. So, you know, all the things that we know to do, all the things we understand um, may not uh, may not apply or, or, or just, you know, maybe really completely foreign to these folks not having been here. So I think I have to try and kind of keep that perspective. That, That's fair. Um, I, I also think of any of these, the walk and stop is probably the one that we've all been that person at some point so yeah. i'm not saying that i've never been guilty i've of gotten it. i've and i've i've done it where i've gotten to the front of a line and i should have been prepared and i wasn't oh um, yeah and you know There's i try not to yeah. i try not to but some like like Teresa said sometimes you're in a discussion and you're not really paying attention and then all of a sudden the next thing you know you're, you're there. there so yeah. um you know obviously being physically violent yeah that's you know I try not to do that. I've only done that once, and I, I regret it. Yeah. <laughs> that time that lady shoved you down yes, at the party. I shoved. No, oh, you the, shoved her I down. Shoved, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do regret that. You shoved somebody down. It was an oh, accident. Yeah. She was in my way. <laughs> she was between you and an ice cream cone, wasn't she? <laughs> she was between me and the exit. Took her out. And I, you know, she was dallying. She was doing the stop and start, but she, oh, whatever. Let's not go there. I'm a better person now. So very interesting, very interesting uh, article, Stephen. Certainly food for thought on ways to be a better or considerate guest when you're in the theme park. So that is going to do it for our show for this week, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a great week. Bye.